0: Tonight, this is kind of going to be a little different Um, because I realize what we're stepping into for a lot of us this next week, this Sunday, is completely new territory, completely unheard of for some of us, Um, and it is scary. I mean, when you sit here right at this moment and you think, this dude up there on the front is trying to tell me that for the next 21 days, he'd like me to say no to something. That's scary. Especially then when I start talking to um, the, the food area. And you start, I know it, I didn't look at anybody. I looked at the floor and I rubbed my own <laughs> belly that wiggles around. Um, you start say, trying to have somebody tell you that you should say no to food. You're like, whatever. So tonight, basically in my mind, what I'm seeing myself doing is standing on the edge of, of the ocean with a rock or the lake, whatever, and I'm going to skip a rock. And in that rock, I'm just going to try and have it hit right across the top. I don't want to go sink down with the rock. I just want to give some basics because, because I know what I'm expecting. I know what I'm expecting. For me, in the position that I'm in, I'm going into this this 21 days. And I've had people ask me, so what are you going to do for this 21 days? How are you, what what are you going to, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just going to start somewhere. And so as I've thought about it, I've kind of put a plan together in my brain um, that I feel like is something for me that stretches me that takes me past my my point of okay I can I can say no I can say no to lunch tomorrow I got that but can you say no to lunch dinner and lunch again can can you say no going into um to maybe for you it's a it's a TV show maybe it's TV M- maybe maybe it's Facebook or TikTok or Whatever the other new one that I downloaded this week. Getter, G-E-T-T-R. I don't know. Thought, well, I'm going to try it, so we'll see what that one's like. But for you, whatever that is, I want you to know as a body that we're standing in alignment. So when you're at home and you're, you're going through this and you say, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. That there's somebody else going through it with you. Because there is power in numbers. There's power in numbers when we're in a room together. But there's also power in numbers and knowing that somebody else is at home or at work or at the basketball game. And you're passing all the the wonderful concessions. And you're like, somebody else is going through the same thing I'm going through. So we talked Sunday about prayer changes everything. And lo and behold, it wasn't planned when i found out about this young man and got home and they texted me and said his eyes were open I'm like okay god you're too awesome i mean this was not even but if we can understand the value in just this one phrase it'll change us it'll change us if we understand that if we'll pray Before the problem, during the problem, and not wait till we're at the very rope's end and we're barely hanging on, and then we go, you know what, maybe I should try this prayer thing. Imagine how much easier it is if you're hanging on to this rope, and you're on the rope hanging off a cliff, and you're still only six inches from the top, and you pray to God, say, God, help me, how much easier it is to get the solution Versus hanging on the rope 30 feet down. And he goes, okay, well, here's a hand. Now you got to, we're going to work together and we're going to get out of this thing. If we'll make prayer number one. Romans 12.1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Minimum standard. When I hear the word reasonable service, to me, that's, that's the bare minimum. This is You should be able to do this. And you start talking about living sacrifice. What do you mean a living sacrifice? I know what a sacrifice is. In, in, the, in the Old Testament, when they talk about sacrifices, they talked about killing things. They talked about shedding blood. They talked about taking the blood, cutting things open, pouring it over the rocks. I don't want to do that. How can I be a living sacrifice? That means I have to die to something. It's my reasonable service. And that scares me. Scares me. God, what are you you saying? Because sacrifice is not easy. I mean, we go and we look at, you know, with the thought of, of sacrificing something in our lives, it's scary, whether that be food. You know, and as we're talking about fasting, as we're, we're in this season, I realize there may be some of you that because of medication, because of health problems, for me to come in and tell you, you need a total fast, water only, could possibly kill you. Trying to do the right thing. So when I'm talking about food, you have to know where you're at in your health. You have to know where you're at, just like if you're taking medication and the doctor says, don't abruptly just stop this and throw it away. It's probably a good thing to not abruptly throw it away unless you have a face-to-face God encounter. Not because some preacher on the stage says, you know what? Throw your medicine away. He doesn't have to live with it. So there's, there's some people in the room or in our church that you may not be able to do a food fast. That's where you have to figure out, what can I fast? What can I say no to? Because I promise you, if you'll say no to something that is, that is a pleasure to you, God will pour out stuff on you you've never even imagined. We're not looking at this as, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this fast. And he's saying 21 days and he's saying all these things. I'm not looking at it for just a, 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 a sprint that's a 21-day sprint, I'm looking at the marathon. I'm looking at what God's going to do throughout the whole year. Because this is a start. This is a start in, in, in spiritual formation, in things that, that as, as believers, as American Christianized believers, we take for granted to stop and, and read our Bible, to stop and, and really pray, not, not just give our shopping list to God. But to really have conversation. Matthew 6. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. It's tough. It's tough but I'm not asking you to do something that other people haven't already done and gone before us. If you have any questions about the idea of fasting, a person that I lean on so hard towards fasting is Jensen Franklin. I mean, yeah, there's other people that have, that have done this fasting thing, and, and they're very uh, good at articulating what they're wanting to say and where they're wanting to go, but Jensen Franklin, in my opinion, is one of the best. From the spiritual side to the practical side. And I've read his book twice last year. Just because I want to understand this. Because I'm beginning to understand the benefit of the self-sacrifice. Because it's a heart issue. It comes back to a heart issue. Why why am I doing this? Am I doing this just so I can say, look what I did. I didn't have pizza for 21 days. I, I didn't play on my Xbox for 21 days. Or am I going into this saying, God, I know there's more that you want in my family. There's more that you want of me. There's more that you want of this church. There's something you're wanting to do in this city. And I don't want to wait around I'm ready to go now. I want to see what you're wanting to do now. I don't want to wait till, till December and go, hey, you know what? We could do food boxes. That would be awesome. That'd be a great idea. I want to see what you're wanting to do in our city so that we can be positioned to be a part of the spiritual formation of our city. Not that we can get the, the, the reward, but that we can be a part of it. Because He's wanting to do something different in our city than He's ever done before. Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites, with a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face. That you don't appear to men to be fasting, but your Father who is in the secret place and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And I've heard sermons on this three verses. I've read sermons on these three verses. And I've heard the thing of when you fast, don't talk to anybody. Keep your mouth shut. You can't you can't sell anything to anybody because then you're gonna lose your reward. So so just walk around in your own little bubble. And I was like, okay, so how do you how do you not look like you're starving to death? I mean, come on, we've got a brand new puppy at the house, and with this puppy that right now is going through the annoying phase. Bites everything, nibbles on everything, wants to pee on everything. You know, it's one of those deals. I'm like, are we really want to do this? Do we really want a puppy? But, but this puppy, anytime there's food in the house, the puppy is very aware. I mean, the puppy smells it. The puppy wants it. But the puppy don't get it. You're going to be the same way. So how do I go through life and not let anybody know that I'm hungry? Because I've gone through fasts before, and I'm like, okay, it's a busy day. I'm going to run, and I'm going to grab me food, and I've gotten in a drive-thru somewhere. And I went, what am I doing? I totally just forgot. Because it just happens. Okay, and how do I get out of this? People are going to find out that you're fasting if you're doing more than one day or two days. This is not what Scripture was saying. The best place I could find to to better understand this Scripture was nothing more than the Amplified. So we're going to read the same thing through the Amplified. And whenever you are fasting, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they put on a sad and dismal face, like actors, discoloring their faces with ashes or dirt, so that their fasting may be seen by men. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, they already have their reward in full. Did you see that? They did it to be seen by men. It wasn't that they were seen by men, it was that they did this so that the people would go, Oh, Mandy, you're fasting. You're so awesome. Well, you are. But you're so, you're so awesome. You just, how do you do it? I, I, I want to be like you. They did it for that purpose. So when you begin to look at it from that perspective, it can begin to change everything you think about. Verse 17. But when you when you fast, put oil on your head. Thinking, okay, again, put oil on my head? That's not going to be noticeable. I'm walking around with oil on my head as you normally would to groom your hair and wash your face. Be normal. Don't, 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 you don't have to go around and, and wear your I'm fasting 2020 t-shirt. That's kind of a cool idea. You don't have to go around telling everybody. Be normal. Get up, brush your teeth, fix your hair like you would every other day. Be normal so that your fasting will be noticed by people, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Again, it's not talking about don't tell anybody. It's not saying to to be quiet. I'm telling you, the the greatest fast I ever did was last year when me and and four other of our leaders did a three day fast. It was the, the best. Was it hard? Yeah. But was it the easiest I've ever done? It was. You know why? Because in our texting group, we would talk about what he's hearing today, what are you feeling? Hey, how'd you do today? Did you starve to death? Did, did you what juice did you have today? Well, you, I've already told you most of this. I, I, well, I went to, to OK One Stop and I got the, the vegetable juice. It's really good. I made sure there was nothing else in it. It's just juice. And what it did was it built it built strength. If nothing else, if he can do it, I can do it. We've got this together. We've we've all talked about, and you've heard me in in years past, talk about the linking arm-in-arm. The old game we all used to play in grade school, Red Rover, Red Rover, Sin. You know, you always wanted, you always picked that one that you knew you could dominate. It was always fun to be so linked arm-in-arm that when they ran through, you could push back and they just kind of fell back on the floor. Those were fun. But there's something about being linked arm-in-arm. There's something about standing there and going, hey, I know you're starving today, but you got this. Hey, good morning, I know you got this, we're going to make it. And it was the greatest thing to sit in my office after that that weekend following our fast and to hear what God was saying. Because all of a sudden, we had a self-sacrifice moment that said, God, you're more priority than So what direction are you needing in your life? What what are you needing answers to that you keep going, nothing ever changes? What what about that that hang up or that addiction that we have that we keep going, it doesn't stop. I keep saying no, but yet it keeps coming back. I want you to try something different. I want you to try not not just saying it with words, but putting action behind it. So, so why are we having a corporate fast? I was asked this week, somebody texted me and said, I might have missed it, but why are we doing this? Because I want to make sure that I am in alignment with where we're going. It's like, you know what? I don't know that I've ever officially said why I feel it, other than I just know God said go. And, and Leanne can laugh at me because she'll say, hey, you know, at the beginning of the year, hey, we're talking about doing... Um, some worship services around the area. Let's go. What's there to talk about? Let's go. I'm not letting the grass grow green under my feet. Let's roll. It's just let's go. And so when God began to show me last year that this is what he wanted, it was like, okay, let's go. So why are we, why are we doing a corporate fast? To increase our unity as a body. Go back to Acts chapter 2, when they were all in one accord. What happened? A body of believers that steps into alignment, seeing and believing for the same thing, can't be stopped. To prioritize prayer and Bible reading into our daily lives. Because it's important. It's important that we that we actually take time. And see, right now, my, my time is 6 a.m. My time is 6 a.m. I get up, quiet in the house. It used to be we have a pup that likes to wake up around 6.15. So I guess I'm going to have to make some adjustments because I tried to read this morning and I wanted to kill a dog. So I just finally had to put it down. Okay, I'm done. But but to prioritize reading and prayer because With what's going on in our society and the world around us, as a body of believers, if we don't have God's word on the inside of us as a foundation, we'll move whichever way the wind blows. We need to know what we believe. We need to know what we stand for. We need to have the word that makes that sword sharper, that's sharper than any two-edged sword, that makes it of use. Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, you can fight it only with the Word. You know, okay, you're you're just babbling over here praying, and you can pray all these wonderful things, but when you include the Word, what Jesus said, the red letters, and what happened, and what Paul said, and what they went through, and you can produce that in a prayer time, that's when you're going to begin to see your prayers avail much to put us in a more heightened spiritual mindset because God's moving I do believe what what Pastor Dwayne has has said and other pastors that there is a third great awakening we're seeing blurbs of these things happen all over our nation all over our world I don't want to be the well that's what went by we missed it I want to be heightened so that I know, man, there's something going on. There's spirit moving. That when, we're, when there's a time that we've been called to pray, like for this young man and for her tonight, we don't have to second guess it. We know and we just hop in. And why are we praying? Why are we doing this? For vision. I don't want to do church the same way church has always been done. Just because somebody else did it that way does not mean that I want to do it that way. So as as a pastor, as standing here and looking at at 2022 and overlooking everything that's going on in, in, in this particular body, part of my job is to look at it and go, okay, is everything operating to its fullest? Is everything operating at its best potential? If not, what do I need to do to make it operate healthy? But vision, vision for us. This is not just me getting this this vision word and what our word is for the year and telling you we're operating in expectancy. 2022 is a year of expectancy. That's not just it. We are in this together. And I believe God will download and is downloading new ideas, new ideas of things that we can do, places we can go. Into your heart and into your mind. That he's not putting into my heart and my mind. But all of a sudden when you get the boldness to come up and say, you know what? I'm just going to throw what you brought up a while ago. And it may be really simple. But hey, I got this idea of taking the the youth to the Rangers game this next year. I hadn't thought about that. But you know what I could do in that very moment? Just like I have told Leanne? Get her done. Let's go. Because... God is putting vision in your heart and in your mind, not just for your family as an individual, but for this family. Because one of the catchphrases of Victory Life as a whole is we are a church for a city. And there was a jubilee three years ago. We were talking about it this week. No, it's been longer than that. Four or five years ago. That there was a pastor there, and he, and he made the comment, if your church closed tomorrow... Would your city notice they're gone? You're gone. And Mandy and I looked at each other. And it broke my heart. Because at that point, we were in the building behind County Builders. We'd been there for four or five years. And people had no idea we were even in that building. No idea. There's a a Victory Life. There's a Dwayne Sheriff Ministries in Ardmore. Yeah, we've been here about eight years. Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. But last night I was here and we were taking down Christmas stuff and I happened to go into the first responders room to put some stuff away and a sergeant was in there and he just came in. My first initial reaction was, oh, shut the door, let them have their, their moment. He's coming out of the bathroom. Like, I don't, want to, I don't want to be that awkward. Hey, how you doing? You know, better now. <laughs> So my first my first thought was I'm just gonna shut the door. And um thought, no, now it looks weird because he's stepping out and the door's shutting. So I got to talk to him. And all he did for 25 minutes was say thank you. He said, You don't realize what this room means. He said, There's times where we've had a a bad incident. We've left that scene, and we're able to go in to this room that they've now nicknamed the cave. So, if you're ever listening to the scanner feed and you hear one go, "Hey, you want to meet at the cave?" You know, you know they're going to church. So, <laughs> but they can go in there. He said, "We can just get in that room. We can talk about it. We can kind of debrief. It's quiet." Or when the air conditioner kicks on, it's loud enough that it gets us sleepy. He said, you know, it's not even about the snacks. It's not about the water. It's, it's not about, it's just a place that we can go and we can, we can, we can let go. And then yesterday while we were here, I, I realized there were kids in, the room, in that room. And I was like, how did kids get in the first responders' room? I pulled the camera up and it was, a, it was a, a guy on shift and his wife had brought him food. And the kids came with him. I never even thought about, it. and this guy, the sergeant, began to tell me, he goes, yeah, there's times my wife will say, hey, I want to meet you for dinner tonight. Great, let's meet. And she'll go, you want to go here? No. You want to go here? Can't go there. Uh, you want to go here? I-, I arrested that manager last week. We can't go there. <laughs> you know, those type of things. And so they always, they always, he goes, we always end up at Chick-fil-A. And uh, he said, but with here, my wife can bring me food up here. We can sit down and I get, some, I get 15, 20 minutes of family time. These, these, are, these are people like, he, he, he's a member of First Baptist. And he knows I'm not opening the door to say, hey, come to church. He said, but I want you to know, as a department, we thank you. And so he wasn't just telling me that. He was telling you that. Because when you give, you're giving to that room. That room runs us about... 400 to $500 a month in snacks and goodies and, and things like that. I mean, yeah, we probably spoiled them a little much. I mean, they are the hot pocketest eatingest group of people I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they can burn through a 24-pack of Hot Pockets, the five cheese Hot Pockets especially, no time flat. But it's gotten to a point, though. I came in the 23rd of December to make sure the trash cans were empty and all that, and came in, there was a crock pot sitting on the table. It was just queso that one of them brought to their room. You know what that means? They've taken ownership. If our church was gone tomorrow, would your community realize you were gone? I can honestly sit here at this point now and say they're starting to. It's just the beginning. I told him, I said, man, I don't know what the next year, two years look like with with rental stuff coming up and all of this stuff. I said, but I promise you, wherever I go, that's part of any kind of reconstruction, remodel I do is putting y'all a room back in. It's what we do. So so part of that is vision. That, that's vision because somebody else came and said to me while in that room, said, hey, did you know there's a church in Shawnee that's doing this? And I was like, well, oh, that's wild. First responders room. And it birthed from there, but it birthed from somebody else Having a vision, a dream, an idea. I say all that to say this. During this season, I believe you're going to get vision for ideas that we can do here as a community. One of my goals this year, and I talked with uh, a pastor that was here for a funeral today. I said, I want to get with you on what can we as as churches do in 2022 together. I told him, I said, I'm not interested and doing the same old status quo. And He laughed at me. He said, I agree. I'm ready to try something that we haven't done before. Vision. Fasting is an act of discipline and sacrifice. It's discipline. Because it's real easy to say here in this room, I'm going to fast. It's a whole other story when you're in your car by yourself and that cheeseburger smells so good. McDonald's even starts sounding good, and that takes a lot. It takes discipline. But in that moment, you are going to see, you're going to begin to have dreams and visions. I mean real dreams. For your family, for your children, for your job, for where God's wanting to take you in your job. It's real. So there's, there's several different types of fasting. And again, I just want to, take a, I, I want to take a rock and I just want to sling it. Because this is new. So there is the full fast. The full fast, when you look at it in Scripture, is no food. No fruits, no veggies. No meats, no breads. No sweet desserts. No No coffee. a lot of that. A lot of that. It's a difficult one. If you've never fasted your entire life, I don't recommend a full fast. I mean, if God... Now, now, if you've never fasted and you've got a word from God and God said, you better do it. Because there's also benefits that happen in a full fast that don't happen as... Check one. There we go. So a full fast. If you've never done it before, I don't recommend doing it. But there are benefits from fasting. Men, if you are diabetic, if your sugar goes back and forth, there's things that can happen in a regular full fast that begin to balance out blood pressure, that can begin to to balance out the toxins in your gut. Because... We get down to the, to the brass tacks of it. A large majority of the problems that are in our bodies happen because our guts stink. We've got things in our gut that shouldn't be there because of the way we eat our food. The foods that we eat. I mean, my, my daughter went to somewhere. Oh, we were at um, McAllister's. And she got one of those cookie things. And she turned it over and looked at the back. And she goes, Dad. Look at the ingredients. I mean, they were, they were as small letters as this, and they filled up the entire back of it. It wasn't just flour and sugar and, you know, a little bit of baking soda. There was all kinds of stuff in it. So you get some benefits from a full fast. Now, before you get to the benefits of the full fast on a natural side, your body gets to go through detox. And some of you understand what detox means more than others. But you'll go through moments that, you're, that your head feels like it's going to explode. You, yeah, you, you'll get, you can even get, your body will mimic what we used to call the flu um, type symptoms. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Okay, sorry. Not sorry. That, that, will, that will make you feel like, oh man, I've got to stop this. This is not good. But really and truly what your body's doing it's flushing out all the impurities. So there's, there's reasons that when you look in Scripture that people did the fast. That in the Old Testament side of it, that they fasted. There are, there are physical benefits from a physical fast. Then you've got the other old standby, the Daniel fast. And the Daniel fast, it's, it's just as difficult. Let's just be real. It's just as difficult. In a nutshell, no meat, no sweets, no bread. Drink water and juice, fruits and veggies. So if you're not a fruit and veggie guy, if you're a give me a steak I haven't eaten until I've had roast and steak, this one's going to be tough. It's a tough one. There's more to it. And all of these guys, there's a really easy way to look into more of this. It's a really cool Way It's called Google. The other ones go to Jensen Franklin's website. He's got a lot of information on there. Go get his book. So you've got the full fast. The Daniel fast. You've got a, a three-day fast. And that can be any one of, the, uh, of these that we've mentioned. It can be a full fast, which a full fast, again, is just water. It can be a partial fast. Maybe maybe you're not going to eat between sunup and sundown. Maybe you're going to skip a lunch, which is the fourth one. You can do a partial fast, which is just saying, God, you said I, I feel right now that I can do. So for me, starting Sunday, for at least three to four days, I'm doing juice. I'm going to do a juice fast not the high C, juicy juice i mean real juice you know the kind that has the green stuff in it yeah looks great you know you can go here if you if you're looking for it and you want it even healthier go to veggies tell you, this is a practical wednesday go to veggies they can they don't do meat anyway so you're not going to be tempted <laughs> So you can go in there and you can get a juice. You can get all the, the vitamins that you need. You are going to become more tired in this fast. So it, it's one of those things where if you're getting ready to do something high intense that you're fixing to really jump into, you need to be careful. You need to be careful on, 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 because you're going to become tired more often. But this is an opportunity for you to say no to your flesh. And those that can't do a food fast. And really and truly, when you start looking into Scripture, I mean, when you talk about fast in Scripture, I don't see anywhere where it mentions um, to lay down thy Facebook or lay down thy TV for 21 days. I'm being real. But I also understand in the predicaments that we're in that we all can't do that. But I'm asking you in this season, To find a moment. And you you may be able to do a three-day fast. Eat normal food. Do a three-day fast. Eat normal food. Skip one meal. Skip two meals. You have to do what you can do. This goal is not to see how skinny we all can get. This is not a New Year's resolution that says, I want to drop 30 pounds. If you do a full fast, you're probably going to drop 30 pounds. But that's not the reason. The reason that we go into this, it's a heart check. It's a heart check. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 8. But food does not commend us to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, nor if we don't eat are we the worse. It's a heart issue. It's a heart check. Because he's a faithful rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So if I if I start a course to do this to step into fasting. If you're a married couple, there's still another level of fasting. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 5. Go look it up. Now, I will recommend in that one both be on the same page. Because that's part of what that scripture says as well. <laughs> be on the same page talking about abstinence for a season I heard somebody I'm not even I almost didn't even bring that one up so I'm not asking anybody and if you do it please don't tell me okay if you golly I'm already there (laughs) Fasting. There's several other that you can look up. My gosh. (laughs) Acts 13.2, while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me. If you do this, I promise you, you're going to hear from God. May not be the answer you think you need to hear, but you're going to hear from God. But he's also going to meet because there's nobody in this room, especially here on a Wednesday night, that's 100% evil because you wouldn't be here on a Wednesday night if you were So if you even go into this, he is going to respond and he's going to say yes to some things in your heart and in your life because you're not fully evil. So I'm not telling you this, that, that you're going to have to look for a snake behind every answer. But if you'll go into this with a season of expectancy. Whatever that looks like. I, 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 I want you. If you need somebody to stand with you through this season and you're saying, you know what, I want to fast. I want to do this. If you got Facebook, message me on Facebook. Send me a text. Let me know. I'll stand with you. I'll send you a reminder. Hey, how you doing? Because we're better together. We're better in alignment. We're better and we're stronger when we're in alignment. We're stronger when we know that we're standing in this thing together. Then we're both starving to death. But you can do this. So I know that God's going to respond because I've asked. Not because I'm the pastor and I've asked. But I know that God says, when you ask anything in my name. So he's going to give you, he's going to give you your word for the year if that's what you're looking for. If you need something to stand on, he's going to give it to you. And maybe you've never asked that before. Step into this season. You need direction on how to deal with your kids, with your teenagers, with your toddlers. You need need direction on how to deal with your husband. You need your husband to change. You need your wife to change. I won't be totally biased on one side. Go into this season. Go into this season with expectancy that you're going to hear. Because what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks is expectancy. Because I know, just like we saw it Sunday morning, he opened his eyes. They thought he was brain dead. They were were ready to push the feeding tube off a couple of days because he may not be here tonight. And they said, you know what? We're putting the feeding tube in today. Why? Because we asked. What are you needing God to do in your life? What are you needing God to say to you in your life for this year? A little bit of self-sacrifice and a group of people standing together Walking into this 21 days. This 21 days will blow up into 365. Because it says if you will. If you will step out of your comfort zone. If you will step out of your comfort zone. And do something that scares the crud out of you. Am I not a rewarder of those that diligently seek me? If you got nothing else to stand on. This is not a time where you cut your food out and you just sit around on the couch and you go, oh my God, all I can think about is 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 uh, the food. Go grab your Bible. Put praise and worship on. Change the station you listen to. Put the, put your, your phone and open up a, a worship station on one of your phones. Put that in. All of a sudden, you're going to realize you're more in tune with the Spirit than you've ever thought you could be. And I believe it can happen from day one because it's a step of faith. It's taking that step and going, okay, God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm stepping. And all of a sudden, you feel the hand of God holding you up. It's as simple as that. You can do this. There's not a person in this room on on a Wednesday night especially that I'm not convinced can walk this thing out. Again, it may be a day or two here and you come back. Another practical side is if you're going to do something and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to do some form of total fast, you need to start today. Gearing down. Gearing down. What you're doing is you're telling your body, I'm prepping for something. You know, go ahead. If you're going to do a total fast, Begin to, to to limit back what you're eating. It's going, to be, it's going to be easier on you than a crash course. Just like going off a fast and coming back on to eating regularly, baby steps. The best thing you want to do is go out and grab fajitas from whatever favorite Mexican restaurant, Casa Romo, you want to go to and and just pig out. But if you go more than three or four days and you don't eat and you dump that all inside of you, You're not going to experience miserable until you've done that. Because your body's going to go, what have you done to me? So you've got this. If you've got more questions about fasting, if you've got got more concerns about fasting, uh, any of our leadership here is willing to walk you through. I'm willing to to sit down with you and, and talk about it even through this process. If God reveals something to you and you don't know how to process it, get with me. we're in this together I mean I'm up to this past my head now I'm all in because I know what will happen when a body of believers gets into alignment unity and alignment with the Father can you imagine having another second chapter of Acts moment I mean can you imagine seeing the fire of God I mean I'm imagining it literally with my eyes Seeing the fire of God move. That that people come in. Or we go to places and those sick beds empty out. I mean, if the disciples who spent time in the presence of God. Could their shadow. Could pass by somebody and they be healed. The very same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead resides on the inside of me. What more can a believer do that steps into alignment with the father? And believes for the supernatural. Expectancy. Lord I thank you. Lord I honor you. I thank you for strength. I thank you for endurance. God I I cast down vain imaginations And I cast down fear. I thank you Father God. that, That we take steps. That are hard steps. They're bold steps. But I truly believe in taking steps that make us uncomfortable. We're going to see you move in our families. We're going to see marriages restored. We're going to see husbands back to their wives and wives back to their husbands. We're going to see children that, again, look at their parents in the eyes and say, I love you. That show love. That show respect. what I'm believing in this year for things that I can't even put into words but I thank you for a body of believers that are willing to get in the trenches and to do what we have to do to see your kingdom advance and to see souls and lives changed forever thank you for wisdom and decisions that that are made over the next few months. In our personal lives. In our, in our business lives. In our church life. God I thank you. That when the enemy tries to come in. Your spirit moves in like a flood. Because. We simply obey. Whatever you say. And if you say go. We're gone. Give us eyes to see the supernatural. Give us hearts to believe.